All right. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining today's TR90 Weight Management Call. My name is Frank Lomas, and I'm your host today, and I'm joining you from my home here in Lompoc, California, which sits 54 miles north of Santa Barbara on California's beautiful central coast. And it's a nice, warm 38 degrees right now here, which is unusual for this cold <laughs> this time of year. Well, we don't get cold that cold very often. Uh, my business background before joining New Skin was a workaholic mortgage broker and a small business owner, and I now enjoy what I call my carpet commute, walking from one bedroom to the other to grow my business. I competed in one in both bodybuilding and weightlifting in my youth, and I still stay active with calisthenics, walking, hiking, biking, riding, and even some high-intensity weight training. These calls occur at 6.40 to 6.55 a.m. Pacific time, Monday through Friday. So listen live, call one. If you're on the recording and you want to listen live later on, dial into 712-775-8900. Seven two. Wait for the prompt and enter the pin code nine one zero zero two two. Our pal does these calls to support your efforts with the Age Lock TR ninety weight management program. That program is based on three program components clinically shown to help you look leaner and healthier in just ninety days. The primary components are products, eating, and exercise. So check with your personal NuSkin representative or NuSkin product support for more details on the program and of course. Check in here each weekday to help you stay connected. You can find an archive of these calls on soundcloud.com, S-O-U-N-D-C-L-O-U-D.com, or your favorite podcast app by searching for TR90, or my name, Frank Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, or for Solutions for Any Aging. Today's, uh, today's topic, uh, let's see, is nine walking mistakes you didn't know you were making. It was... Uh, First published yesterday by Ann Mantur Windurl, W I N D R L, yesterday, uh, yeah, yesterday morning. And uh, let's get rolling. Hopefully, my voice will stay with me here. Uh, the most popular exercise for a reason. If you're looking for a way to excuse, excuse proof your exercise routine, look no further. Walking is not only a simple and effective way to stay physically active, it's also a safer way to improve your health during the COVID-19 pandemic because you can exercise outdoors. The biggest benefit of walking is that it's really accessible to just about everybody, says Christopher John Lundstrom, a Ph.D. M.E.D. Director of Sports and Exercise Science at the University of Minnesota School of Kinesiology. It's time, it's time efficient. You can do it almost anywhere, and you don't need any specialized gear or clothes, just a pair of quality walking shoes with art support and comfortable clothes. Walking requires very little and can be done on the spur of the moment, too. You can get out even if it's just for a few minutes. And if you don't have a treadmill at home, you don't even need, and if you have a treadmill at home, at home, you don't even need to leave the house to reap the benefits. Walking is also a low-impact activity, says Chris Garga. Uh, Gagliardi, personal trainer and scientific education content manager at the American Council on Exercise. That alone makes it a great exercise option for people with joint problems or other health issues that can make running and other high-impact exercises difficult. It's also highly adjustable in terms of speed, incline, duration, and location to meet all the needs of all people. Considering all of the above, it's no surprise that walking is the most, most popular aerobic physical activity in the U.S. In any given week, about 6 in 10 adults report walking for at least 10 minutes. But 
What might be surprising is that there's a lot of common mistakes people make when walking for fitness. Some mistakes can lead to injuries, but even minor transgressions can make your walking less beneficial and less enjoyable, which can mess with your motivation and make it harder to develop a consistent routine. Here are the most common walking mistakes and tips on how to fix them. Wearing the wrong footwear. When it comes to avoiding injury, it's essential to wear the best walking shoes for your feet, says Jason Jansenwich, DPM, a podiatric foot and ankle surgeon at the Illinois Bone and Joint Institute. Wearing the wrong footwear numbers among common walking mistakes. He suggests wearing athletics, athletic, athletic sneakers that are supportive, feel good, and fit correctly. I love my sketchers uh, with the pad cushion there, like walking on the air. <laughs> a lot of times people wear shoes that are not the correct size. It's important to go to a shoe store and get fitted for appropriately sized shoes. Wearing ill-fitting shoes can cause rubbing, friction, blisters, pinching in a toe box, and general foot pain. Now, my wife and I went on a hike all at the beginning of the COVID and uh, up into the mountains, uh, same uh, Gaviota Mountains, looking for the wind tunnels. We never found the wind tunnels, by the way. But it was a nice, long, steep hill. And when, by the time we got back home, her feet were in pain. And the next few days, she lost her toenails. So, and, uh, so getting good shoes and good fit is imperative. We make sure that anymore. Um, let's see here. If you've, been, if you've been fitted for shoes and still feel like your feet don't have enough support, consider shoes with more cushiony and a stiffer sole, Dr. Jackson would suggest. This can help absorb some of the impact on your feet and provide structural support for your feet and ankles. You may also benefit from a, what is that? Ortho, art, orthotic, from an orthotic insert that can provide, uh, provide additional support. It's important to check your shoes regularly for spots that may cause friction and, and for breakdown, especially in areas that would be a safety concern, like the soles. A typical pair of athletic, athletic or walking shoes will last approximately 500 miles before needing to be replaced. It's always a good idea to slowly break in any new shoes or orthotics, wear them around the house or on short walks before you use them as a long walk to reduce the risk of rubbing and blisters. You've had some experience with that. <laughs> if you have foot pain from walking and it doesn't go away with new shoes, Dr. Johnsonwich recommends consulting a podiatrist to figure out what's going on. Let's see, if you have diabetes, you should be extra cautious when it comes to selecting footwear because of a higher risk of diabetic neuropathy which causes foot numbness and complications like poor wound healing. Next tip, uh, swinging your arms too much or too little. Use your arms to your advantage. When walking, your arms act as counterweights to your legs, says Lundstrom. And while it's natural to move each arm with the motion of the opposite leg, the movement should be just enough so your trunk isn't moving back and forth and it is nice and stable. The more vigorously you walk, the stronger your arm action is going to be. If you're walking fairly leisurely, you don't need very much arm motion. Try to relax your arms, let them move naturally to avoid this walking mistake. Uh, straightening your neck and shoulders. It's also important to avoid tensing up. Your shoulders should be loose. Over a few minutes, it's not a big deal, but if you're carrying tension in the shoulders and arms for over 20 to 30 minutes, it can be uncomfortable and make walking a less pleasant experience. Try this. Every 10 minutes or so, check in and make sure your shoulders are loose and your arms are moving freely to avoid making this walking mistake. It can also help, it can also help to think about keeping your neck in a neutral position so that you're not straining up or down. 
Think about relaxing your neck and keeping it in line with your spine. And set your gaze on the ground ahead of you. Lundstrom suggests, on the ground ahead of you, Lundstrom suggests, this will help your posture reduce any discomfort. It will also help you scope out your footing. Uh, next tip, taking really wide steps. When walking, think, think about keeping your steps relatively close under your trunk, which is the center of your gravity. You may be stepping out in front a little bit, but you don't want to be overstepping and reaching really far in front of yourself. The reason is to let stable if you feel a little off balance. If you plant your feet way in front of you, you're basically hitting the brakes every time you land. Over time, this extra force on your feet and legs can contribute to pain and overuse injury like shin splints. And those are nasty. I've had those before. You don't need to overthink your walking style. And every step you take, you don't, you don't need to overthink your walking style and every step you take. But focus on taking shorter, quicker steps if you're trying to pick up the pace, rather than reaching your legs out far in front of your body. This will also help you keep your spine straight and in proper alignment to avoid putting extra stress on your back and hips. Uh, next tip, walking through the pain. As with any other form of exercise, it's best not to push through the pain when you're walking. Even when you're walking, you're susceptible to little things like stress fractures, fractures, or other overuse injuries, overuse injuries if you overdo it, Dr. Jansenwich says. This is especially true if you start off doing too much at once instead of letting your body slowly adapt to your new exercise program. As we start walking again, and we weren't walking as much as we used to, uh, notice, we both noticed that our backs get a little tight. We kind of walk to that point, and hopefully we're not too far away from the vehicle where we return to, to to get back. We walk through it a little bit, but don't push it really hard because, that hey, no, the, the pain's kind of telling you there's, there's, there's something going on, so don't push it. Uh, what to do when walking causes lower back pain? Going too hard right out of the gate can lead to soreness, discomfort, and if you muscle through it, potentially an injury. Gargalari suggests starting off with a mile walking that you can comfortably compete, complete and gradually increase your distance and time over a period of weeks or months, especially if you're currently physically inactive. Start slow and low. Start slow and low is important for reducing risk of injury. More time, distance, and intensity can be added over time. But if you start too fast and hard, you may risk injury. You could derail your new walking and decrease your motivation. If, you, if you're having any sort of pain in your feet ankles, legs, hips, or having trouble walking, see a doctor before continuing your exercise regimen. Okay, uh, next one, walking at too low intensity. Walking doesn't always have to be about getting an intense workout. Sometimes you simply want to go for a leisurely stroll without the pressure of turning into a sweat session. There's nothing wrong with that. But if your goal is to get your heart rate up and maximize your health benefits in your walk, it's suggested to a moderate intensity. Exercising at moderate intensity is appropriate for most people and provides an effective stimulus to achieving health benefits. You can gauge your intensity a few ways, but the easiest by observing your breathing. If you can talk but not sing during your walk, you're moving at a moderate intensity. Let's see, uh, forgetting to hydrate. This is more or less critical depending on the temperature. If you're in really warm, humid climate, think about carrying some fluids with you for a walk over 30 minutes. In a cooler environment, something more like an hour would be the threshold. There's no magic amount of water you need to drink to be hydrated. 
but carrying water with you and drinking a small amount at regular intervals is a good way to stay hydrated and avoid discomfort from drinking too much at once. That's also assuming you're starting out well hydrated. Make sure you're taking some fluid an hour or two before you plan to walk to make sure you're hydrated. It's also best to make it a habit to drink more water throughout the day since you're not chugging it hastily right before you head out. You want to balance proper hydration with overhydration and having to use the bathroom mid-walk. Not having a plan. Safety should always come first. Whenever you head outside for a walk, it's important to know where you are heading and how to get back. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> this may seem obvious, but it's important to know your route and how to get back to a specific location. This is most important when walking a new location. We have a lot of uh, brush all around the town, you know, chaparral type stuff all around everywhere we live out here outside the housing complexes. And up in the, the village, place called Benenberg Village, is about oh, six miles outside town, still considered Lompoc, but separate little community. Uh, there's a place called Lost Lake that we never knew about until just a couple of years ago. There's, there's an actual lake out there. And I thought, how long has that been there? Everybody goes forever. So we would go out with our chiropractor to get to it and found the place. It's just absolutely beautiful. But, and we started to go back on our own a couple of times, but there's two, the trail goes every which way. And so we've been a little hesitant <coughs> to go back on our own because we want to wander around in the, you know, the desert for three weeks <laughs> by ourselves. <laughs> so I think I probably downloaded an app called All, uh, All Trails. It kind of shows a, a way to get you to see it you know, while you're doing it to get there. But that should be a concern, getting out there and getting, not making it back home. Make sure you're choosing a route that is safe and can help you avoid traffic. Choose bright color reflective gear and walking to make sure drivers can see you easily. And dress for the weather. Choose the right cold weather jacket and other winter, winter walking gear to help stay warm and dry. Uh, let's see, last tip here. Oh, listening to music that's too loud. Listening to music, a podcast or an audiobook is a great way to pass on time on a solo walk. But it's important to be aware of what's going on around you so that you can stay safe. That's my biggest concern with people doing that. Listening to music while walking improves performance, mood, and motivation. But it's important to not have the volume of music so loud that you can't hear what's going on around you. This is obviously most important if you're walking outdoors. Uh, I suggest that putting one ear butt in and leaving the other ear empty. That's how I do it. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Suggesting putting one ear butt in and leave the other ear empty so you can hear what your surroundings. <clears throat> Excuse me. Awareness of your surroundings is tr crucial when exercising outdoors so you can hear motorists, people, and animals. And so recap here, the tips. There should have been nine of them. Was, one was listening to music that's too loud, not having a plan, forgetting to hydrate, walking at too low intensity, walking through the pain, taking really wide steps, straining your neck and shoulders, swinging your arms too much or too little, wearing the wrong footwear. And there you go. I'll remind you that I'll eventually get caught up because I think I'm about a high, behind by several days getting all this posted on SoundCloud. So I'll take a nap after this and post it later today. <laughs> it should be on SoundCloud.com. You can find it by looking for my name, Frank Lomas or TR90, uh, or Solutions for Anti-Aging. And with that, I'll go ahead and open up the line.
Yeah, Thank you, it. Frank. <laughs> those those were those were good tips about the walking because the I've had several of them happen on various times. <laughs> mm-hmm. When we were much younger, did, uh, my my sister in law was a uh, was a forest ranger out up by up out by Big Sur, so we went out there and we gym, bought Jim some brand new hiking boots. We were out one time walking them, but. They weren't broken in, and boy, she has such blisters. So that's a good one. Not to not to wear brand new shoes. Maybe you get them broken in a little before you go out somewhere. But good good shoes on your feet help a lot too. The walking. Well, and I was surprised that I was surprised about the tip about if you can talk but not sing, because right that that one I have tried that when I've been out walking dogs singing because I got a couple of dogs that like it when I sing to them for some reason. And sometimes I can do it, and sometimes I can't. <laughs> so that tells me that I'm right at that um, exercise mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, well, all right, everybody. Yeah, I'll let you go. I'm going to go get rest Thank a little you. bit more. Good to be back again this week, and I'll see you here next week. And be sure to dial in tomorrow and Friday for the rest of the week with uh uh, uh, Victoria and Susan, and I'll see you back here next Wednesday. Go out and make it a great day, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks, Frank. Thanks, Frank.